Oh my gosh, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, whenever you're listening to this, I'm super excited because I haven't made a podcast in forever. Honestly, for no reason, I feel like life just got super duper busy and right now as I'm recording this, it is a Saturday morning, getting close to afternoon-ish and I think I had a little bit too much of an energy pack in my smoothie or something. I don't know, I just feel super energetic yet I'll be completely honest I feel super extremely lonely and bored today and I've been trying to figure out like what can I do today so I try not to really work or anything on Saturdays and I've um I just I don't know I don't even know how to explain it like I want to be like with other people today I want to be like serving others helping others I don't know long story short but anyway so I am doing a podcast today on the needs of the heart And it is a book by Dr. Chip Dodd again. But guys, this is so important because I have been noticing, um, I don't know, I guess like I just really resonated with so much of Dr. Chip Dodd's work, but I'm realizing that like what he speaks of, what he talks about is so not normal, but yet it is so important for us all. And being back at work at the mental health center, like, oh my goodness, people do not understand how important it is to accept the fact that we are needy creatures. Our strength comes from knowing that we can be in relationship with other people and still be safe. So anyways, last night, actually, I've honestly, I'm really proud of myself for like, it's been at least a week, if not longer, I think for sure a week, I have been really good about like hardly being on my phone at all after like eight o'clock before bed. And I've been keeping my phone upstairs rather than downstairs with me next to my bed. So like it just charges upstairs. But like last night, I, um, I'm thinking I had too much of an energy drink or something. I love these bubblers. I've talked about them a lot. Antioxidant sparkling water things that boost, energize, restores, and balances. But I had one kind of late at night, so I don't know if I just had too much energy. Anyways, I was picking up um, my books that Kobe had knocked over, and I picked up this book, The Needs of the Heart Again. And I started reading it, and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot how amazing and important this book is. And then, so today I was kind of like, I don't know, maybe I should like write a blog and just kind of like go over each need because there's 14 needs that he talks about. And, but then I was like, I have too much energy for that. I don't feel like typing. I, and like I said, I want to connect with people right now. So now here we are and I'm writing this now. No, 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 no. I'm not writing it. I'm talking it. Okay, but now I'm going to get to the point of this podcast. So, I'm going to go over the needs of the heart as discussed by Dr. Chip Dodd. But first, we need to talk about why it is so important to know that you have needs. I know, it sucks. Like, most of us, especially in our culture today, we all think that we can do it ourselves. We've all been, it's, and don't even get me started on the stories we've been led to believe. You need to check out Dr. John Deloney's book, Own Your Past, Change Your Future, um, But our culture today is all about, and he uses kind of an analogy of, you know, as we got industrialized and all of that, our status, our, you know, our approval from others became like, how tall can your own fence be? Like, how much can you do on your own? I mean, think about the average mom today and how many responsibilities she has or the pressure on the average man right now to have a good job, provide for family, all these, all these, all these things. Anyways, point being, we are being told and taught that we can do it on our own, on our own. And, you know, there's that saying that it takes a village to raise a child. Well, it takes a village to raise anybody, honestly. Like, and I have another, I had a podcast on this, like coming like a child. And, uh, this is kind of a 
the next step of that, I guess. But anyways, I think our society is really good at meeting the needs of children. But what we fail to understand is that our needs extend our whole lives. You know, there's not some age that you get to where all of a sudden you don't need other people. And so I'm just going to briefly like try to summarize the introduction of this book. And because he explains it so well of like how we actually need people. Like, and you can look up like loneliness. Um, There is research Dr. John Deloney talks about in his book. I'm not going to find the exact quote, but he's like basically says that loneliness is more dangerous than smoking cigarettes. Like they have found that in scientific studies that proves not being in relationship with other people. And I don't mean you can't just say you have friends. I mean, like, having actual good, true, deep connections with others. If you don't have that, you are likely to die sooner and live a less fulfilling, not even fulfilling, I feel like fulfilling is a very broad, broad word, but you won't be healthy. <laughs> uh, biology, by uh, physiologically, I hate those words. You are more likely to be sick, all of these things. It's more dangerous than smoking cigarettes. Okay, so let's keep that in mind. And then, Let's talk about how Dr. Chipdot, like how he explains, strength comes from being able to rely on other people. Okay, you can't do it your own. You can't do it on your own. And you can't do it with just your relationships. You also need to have a relationship with God. Honestly, I'm going to try to make this podcast semi-short. I can't even go there on the importance of a relationship with God. Maybe a different day, hopefully a different day. I, I think most people listening to this probably know that that's just like part of my general overall beliefs, if you want to say that. Okay, so again, so Dr. Chipdot says in this book, We are capable of ignoring our needs, but we are unable to escape them. So that's basically like saying that, you know, you cannot eat healthy, good foods, which we're not even going to argue about the importance of that. You cannot eat them, but that doesn't escape the need that your body has for them. Okay, so I'm just going to read this little um, paragraph here. So the scariest and most vulnerable part about admitting our neediness is that we or someone else can always tell us that we are making it up or that we should not have that particular need. And honestly, so that really stands out for me because as a quote-unquote therapist, I hate that word, as a counselor, whatever you want to call me, like, I feel like a lot of the times I'm, and maybe I'm totally decisions in my head, but I'm kind of scoffed at or, you know, ridiculed for, you know, always talking about feelings and emotions and, you know, all of that. But this is... I love this because it just confirms that I'm not crazy. Y'all are crazy for not, for thinking I'm crazy. Does that make sense? To live a whole, full, well life, you have to understand your needs and you have to be able to admit that you are a needy person. And this is taking me a long time to figure out, honestly. Okay, back to the reading. The difficult truth is that no matter how strongly we align with the world's demands that we not be needy, We are structured emotionally and spiritually to have needs. Again, they can always be suppressed, but never evaded completely. So again, that just reiterates that, yeah, you can try to deny this. You can laugh at me. You can uh, belittle me. You can make jokes about me, whatever you want. But that doesn't escape your biological need to be needy. (laughs) That kind of, it's just ironic. You know, that kind of sucks. But we have needs, okay? And again, I'm not really going to get into this, but if you are one of those person, one of those people that continuously wants to ignore this that you have needs you are going to be an addicted frankly not well person and um I feel like we all have some type of addiction to some extent because we all don't like feeling our feelings and we don't like needing our needs um but for someone who this is really really hard for addiction is going to be much louder and more pronounced 
And I do have a blog on addiction somewhere that I would suggest uh, reading, checking out, letting me know what you think if that is something that you cover that you are struggling with or someone else that you know is. Um, But again, I guess the only reason I bring that up is to help you see that this is all connected. It's all connected. Wellness, relationships, everything. It's all connected to feeling your feelings, needing your needs, and being honest about, you know, honest about your hopes and your desires and your longings. But anyway, so what is a need? Why, like, why do we, why do we need them? So again, from the book, he says, we use our needs to respond to the courses our lives take so that we have strength to face our desires, longings, and hope. So basically what he's saying is this world, this life is gonna hurt. And it's in order to get through that, we have these needs to help us survive. It's just kind of like, you know, we need food to help our bodies survive. We need water to survive. This is talking which I'm again <laughs> I'm not going to get into failure to thrive syndrome which is actually like trauma and explains how like love and attention and affection is biologically more important for a child to develop well even than food um but anyways so then the importance of needs is that we gain strength to face and feel our lives from relationships that are lived, connected to our emotional and spiritual centers. So I know that's kind of deep and ambiguous, but it's basically saying that these needs help you fulfill, um, have fulfilling relationships that will help you survive how difficult life is. Okay, so what is our first need? And the first two actually are the two most important needs that that kind of makes up the base of the rest of them. So the first need is the need to belong. So important. And we need, okay, so it's also, I want you to realize that you can't just like meet this need or have this need met one time and call it good. Like these are needs that we need met constantly to know that we are safe. So the need to belong, as he says, is the need to belong is the need to be accepted for being you. Belonging is accepted for being human. So you, every single one of us, needs to know where we belong. And I I don't even need to get into this for you to know how important that feeling is. How good does it feel when you know that you're accepted in your group of friends? How good does it feel when you just feel a part of your class community or when you feel like a valued member at work? You know exactly what I'm talking about, so I don't think you're surprised that this is by far our biggest need is to know that we belong. And Dr. Chip Dodd says, living in the world of belonging means to be delighted in, trusting someone to be curious about us, allowing someone to stand in our way, and permitting someone to be in pain with us. So again, life is painful, and we have to know that we belong to other people that care so much about us that they will go into the pain with us. So how do you show somebody or how do you let someone know that they belong? Well, listen to that again. Living in the world of belonging means to be delighted in. So if there's someone in your life that you really want to know that they belong with you, you need to delight in them. You need to be curious about them each and every day. You need to ask them questions, care about what they're interested in. I'm not saying that you have to devote your life to their needs and they need to do the same thing for you. So if you're in a relationship, and I don't mean just a romantical relationship, I mean with your children, with your parents, with your friends, with your significant other... If you don't feel like that person is curious about you, that they delight in just your presence, not in what you do. Oh my gosh, this is so not about what you do for a living, how much money you make, any of that. This is about feeling like you belong no matter what, no matter what you are doing, 
what you are studying, how much money you're making, what you are wearing, none of that matters when it comes to feeling like you belong. And let me tell you, if you feel like any of that stuff, any tangible thing is what makes you matter to somebody else, to belong with them, um, we need to talk because that's not, not good. Okay. That's not good. Anyways, I don't want to go down a sidetrack about that because I want to go through all of these needs. Um, but again, okay. The most important need is to feel like you belong. And if you really, 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 truly care about someone, you will make them feel like they belong by delighting them, being curious about them. All the things that I just talked about, about what you need, that's what the people you are in relationship need also. Okay, the second need is to matter. You, we all have a need to know that we matter to the other people. And again, not for what we do, not for what we bring to the table, not for how we look. It is not based on performance. Okay, I hope you hear that loud and clear. Mattering to others is not based on performance. It's not about the degree you're going to get. It's not about the job that you already have. It's not about the grades that you get on your report card. So in this chapter, Dr. Chip Dowd explains how, um, you know, structurally we are 99.9% the same. Like science has shown that. So there's 0.01% of us that makes us unique. That is insane if you really think about it, but knowing the need to matter is knowing that it's our 0.01% of uniqueness that other people care about, okay? Again, it's not based on performance. The need to matter is met through being appreciated for our individual giftedness, what is born into us that comes out of us and is developed. It's that, it's that (laughs) that you need to know matters to other people, not your performance, He goes on to say, the need to matter is the need to be appreciated, cared about, and related to in the singularity that we are. So you will feel like you matter to whether it's your family, your class, your work, when you truly feel appreciated for for what you bring, but not necessarily, again, not for the project that you created or the score that you got, for just the uniqueness that you bring to the group you truly feel confident in yourself because it makes a difference in other people's lives. That's what it means to feel like you matter. Okay, so after those first two needs, the need to belong and the need to matter, which I talk about again and again and again, that we need confirmed again and and again and again, um, there is the other needs that he says are not really necessarily in any particular order. So after those two needs, he talks about the need for security. And by security, he means that we all need a safe place where we can go and be insecure. So you need the security of knowing that you can go and break down. You have people that you can go and weep in front of, and you know that they will lift you up. They will be with you in the sorrow and the pain, but they're not going to let you drown. You, we all have to have that place of comfort where we can go to really express the true, honest reality of everything we're feeling, how sad we are, how hurt we are, how angry we are, how lonely we are, how guilty we feel, how shameful we feel. We all need that safe place where, like he says, we can go, that we can come apart without falling to pieces. And on those same lines, we all have a need to grieve. And I talk about this so much because it is so important. 
But with that that security that you have, you need to be able to rely on that security to help fulfill your need to grieve. And again, I'm not going to try try not to go into this too much, especially when I already have another blog and a podcast on this. Um, but the process of grief honors loss by facing and going through the process of feeling a broken attachment. And I have so much highlighted in this book and I'm already at 60 minutes, so I'm not going to go over it um, too much. But you have to grieve, people. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry of that life got to you to this point that you have to grieve, that you have a loss, that somebody died, that somebody hurt you, that somebody left you. But you have to grieve those feelings so that you can find the courage to not only keep living, but to celebrate the life that you've lost. Uh, Dr. Chip Dodd says, Our ability to grieve allows us to face the passing of time in all of its effects and re-enter life to preserve in the present with hope for the future. Oh my gosh, I just, I cannot emphasize this enough. If you don't take the time to grieve, your body physically, physiologically is going to get stuck in that sadness if you do not take the time, feel the pain of and grieve all that you have lost. And grief comes in waves. You know that. I know you've experienced that. And every time those waves hit, the more you try to ignore them, the more you try to knock them down, the more you try to stand up against them, the more you think you're being strong, you think you're being resilient, but it is eating away at your soul and you don't even know it. But not only do you have a need to grieve, you have a need to have the opportunity to grieve. We all need that, again, that security, that circle, or at least one individual where you can go and you can cry without feeling like you need to apologize. You need that person or those people that you know that they're not going to take your tears personally, that they're not going to, that they're not going to have to run from your tears. You need the opportunity to grieve. You need a shoulder to cry on in the most literal, metaphorical way you can imagine. Okay, and then there's the need for touch. And I want you to be appropriate because this is obviously not just about, like, sexual touch. I'm just going to read this for you. Touch is a non-lingual communication, so a way that you can communicate without using words, that connects with the heart's hunger for security, mattering, belonging, and the desire to be cared about and to express care. The need for genuine, appropriate touch bears meaning and expresses craving for life beyond words. Its abuse is, likewise, monumental. So just again, knowing that your body spiritually and emotionally and biologically craves healthy, appropriate touch. And if you're someone like me who struggles to accept healthy and appropriate touch or struggles to give that, um, it's because we don't like being vulnerable and opening, you know, opening our bodies to that is the definition of admitting that we are needy people. And so that's honestly something that I need to work on myself and I encourage you to do so also if you resonate with that at all. Um, So then moving on from those, so so far we have the need to belong, the need to matter, the need for security, the need to grieve, the need for touch. And then the next one is the need for attention, which you might sound like, maybe these sound like all redundant to you, but the need for attention is still different and unique in its own merit. 
Okay, so Dr. Chip Dodd is just so profound in his words, so I'm literally just going to read this page to you again. It's from the book, The Needs of the Heart, and this is on page 37. The need for attention is something that we are often told we need to get over somewhere between the ages of 10 to 14 years of age. How true is that? If you haven't gotten over your need for attention by 18 or 19, then you are a baby, you have a great deal of growing up to do, and cannot be trusted until you don't need attention. On the contrary, attention is actually something we need throughout our lives. Attention is for grown-ups. In fact, listen to this, the more we offer to life as we age, the more attention we need. Those who give more of themselves actually need more attention. And they must be responsible for knowing their needs, the denial of which can cause significant, unnecessary harm to oneself and others. Attention means to be recognized, tended to, cared for, and even nurtured so that we can re-experience the encouragement that comes from knowing we belong and matter. If you have time, I hope you will go back and re-listen to that because I know it's a lot, but... Um, What just really stands out to me is how true it is about how, and let's, I don't know, let's just blame the culture, society, how the need for attention, if you haven't gotten over by the ages of 10 to 14, you're considered a baby. And oh my gosh, is that so true? And I don't know if you caught that, but it says people, you and cannot be trusted until you don't need attention. Like how many times have you felt like people look down upon you when you just honestly needed some attention? It's because it's a need that we all have. And it's kind of, you know, the, the, um, oh my gosh, I can't think of what the word is. The metaphor of filling our cups up. You can't pour from an empty cup. You cannot give attention, 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 attention to other people if you are not getting attention back, if your needs are not getting met. So I'm talking to all of you people who are people pleasers, who are, you know, are in caretaking jobs where you love taking care of people, you love worrying about other people. Yes, you. You need attention from others. Okay? You're not a baby because of that. And... Oh my gosh, I'm not even going to get into any more of that. But you need attention. We all need attention. It feels good to get attention. Okay, so I encourage you. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed of admitting like, I need a little attention. You know, and there's that Toby Keith song. I want to talk about me. want to talk about I want to talk about number one on my, me, my. So true. And it's so true. And, you know, I'm saying this for myself because I need to do better about showing other people in my life and my circle that I care so much about them that I want to fill up their attention cups. Okay, the next one, the need for sexuality. Okay, so don't even go there. The first thing that he says is this need has absolutely nothing to do with sex. Sexuality is the experience of gladness, confidence, and comfort in our own skin. Um, how many of us do not have that? (laughs) Like, let's be honest, so many of us are struggling to feel confident and, like, we like our own bodies and I'm not going to get into all of that. Um, I do have an Instagram post somewhere out there on, like, body image and mental health. Encourage you to check it out, but listen to this. Sexuality need is grown through the affirmation and confirmation of important caregivers who say we belong and matter as we bring our feelings, needs, desires, and longings and hope to the heart of our lived experience. So basically, again, I want you to go listen to that again because what this is saying is that if you, honestly, as a caregiver, so now I'm kind of talking to you parents, when you make your children feel like they belong and matter, they will grow to be confident in their own skin. 
that is so deep and I'm right now I'm thinking of a few clients that I have who are struggling with um I mean the clinical term is kind of like body dysmorphia but it's basically like they have a really terrible body image like they're constantly feeling like they are fat and just look down upon and if you go back to their life stories they have never felt like they belonged or mattered to the important caregiver caregivers in their lives so side note if you're really struggling with your body image let's talk because it goes back to your childhood uh yeah okay rabbit trail that i'm actually not going to go on the next need so so far we have gone over the need to belong the need to matter the need for security the need for grief the need for touch and the need for attention and the need for sexuality and the next one is the need for guidance so the basically the thing about the need for guidance is to remember that you've only gone through this life one time you've never, I'm currently 26, I don't know what it's like to be 27, and in order for me to live a full life, I have to rely on the people who have gone before me. In order for me to be a good mom, I have to rely on the guidance of people who have already been moms. Most of us don't like this because we all want to carve our own paths, we all want to do our thing, we don't like to be told what to do, but there's a difference in um, guidance and, you know, being... told what to do but we all need people and we all have to accept that we need guidance okay let's be honest that one's really hard for me so i'm going to dodge this topic no i'm just kidding um and i've kind of noticed this you know even as a therapist like people don't like the idea of needing a therapist but think about that like if you're going through some tough difficult emotional spiritual mental situations I'm not going to get into how we all do that, like, every day, um, but you need somebody who has gone through those themselves, who has helped other people go through them, so you have direction, and you know what to do. You need guidance. Okay, so I lied, because I said I was going to try to make this under 30 minutes, but I also remember that on a podcast, you can pause and come back to it whenever you feel like it, so I'm just going to keep going through all, so there's 14 needs. So far, we've gone through eight. We've gone through belonging, mattering, security, grief, touch, attention, sexuality, and guidance. The next need is accomplishment. Okay, so I'm going to be honest, because this one kind of hurts my brain, because it is so contrary so to what I would think of the need for accomplishment, but yet it makes so much sense. So most of us, like, you're probably thinking, like, the need to accomplish, like, you need to get the degree, you need to get the good score, you need to pass the test, whatever it is, and yeah, that stuff feels good, and unfortunately, we're praised for that, but we're not, what we're not praised for is recognizing our limitations and our weaknesses. So then our need for true accomplishment starts with knowing when we have reached the point of diminishing returns and not not continuing to go. So in order to feel accomplished, you have to be able to say at the end of the workday, even when you didn't get everything done, but when you are so run down and you're so exhausted, knowing like, hey, I'm going to stop and I did all that I could. I gave everything that I could to today and I am going to stop and come back tomorrow, or on Monday, or the next day, whatever it is, and start again, but you have to be able to admit when you are just done, and it's, if you keep going past that, that's not accomplishing, that is driving yourself into the ground. Okay, and then the next need is the need for support, and this one is, like, sounds super similar to all of the other ones, but it's basically, like, we all, first, it's, it's honestly our need to admit that we need other people. I mean, we have to know 
that we have people that we could call in the time of crisis. We need to have people, we have to know that we have support from others to do scary things. We have to have support and it'll give us confidence. I feel like support is, you know, synonymous with encouragement. And one of my other favorite Dr. Chip Dog quotes is, encouragement gives someone, fills somebody else's courage. So, you have to have those people that are supporting you. But I feel like this one is so important for us to know that others need us to do that. You know, we need to support others' missions, their goals, their desires. Even if we think they're crazy, we need to support them. Okay, now before I tell you the next one, I want you to... I think you're probably noticing when you meet one of these needs for somebody or one of these needs are met for you, most likely another one is met too, especially this next one. So the next need is the importance of listening and trust. But when, um, like for this need, as far as listening, it's, think of like reflective listening, like using your body language to like show someone that you're listening. Put your phone down when people are talking to you, you know, like I notice that so much like when people really truly, I know that they're listening, they're making eye contact with me, they stop what they're doing to hear what I have to say. That's a need, like that's my, (laughs) I have a need of being listened to that is so important and along with that trust, I can trust when I come to other people, they're going to be honest with me and tell me the truth. They're going to tell me when things are, you know, maybe even hard things that I don't want to hear. I can, I have to be able to trust that other people are going to tell me the honest truth in a loving way that still meets all of my other needs. Okay, so we have gone through 11 needs so far. I'm going to remind you of them. It's the need to belong, the need to matter, the need for security, the need to grieve, the need for touch, the need for attention, the need for sexuality, the need for guidance, the need for accomplishment, the need for support. We have a need for listening and a need for trust. And then the next one is the need for freedom. You know, and this is, you might just think I need mean like freedom from your parents, freedom from your friends to be who you want to be. But I just challenge you to, you know, like all of this, take this more deeply, you know, like take it to heart. So to have true freedom, Chip Dob says, is because we become free to be responsible, take risks, and face our choices. We are not under someone else's control when we are free. And, you know, I'm literally like sitting here watching Kobe like uh, destroy my little office space. And I am letting him live in this freedom of you know, he's starting to stand up a little bit more. So I have to give him the freedom to try and to wobble and to fall down. But also, I, you know, I fulfill all those other needs of security and, you know, all of that and trust because he knows I'm going to, you know, I'll be here for him when he falls down and it hurts. But also, like, you have to have that freedom to be who you want to be, to try the things you've always wanted to try and know that it may or may not work out. But knowing that, again, you're going to have that support. You're going to you know, have people that are still going to make you feel like you belong and matter. So it's just so, uh, it's just so important to, you know, make sure that you are in a place with people in relationships where all of this is so connected. You have freedom to be who you want to be, to go after your own longings, desires, hopes, and passions, but also people to confide in when all, when doing all of that hurts so bad because it's going to living fully hurts and we have to be able to do it and we also have to have people that will help us when it you know goes I don't want to say go goes wrong but when you know life life just hurts that's just a fact and then the last need that we have is the need for fun 
And this need, as Dr. Chip Dodd says, the need for fun does not involve being entertained in order to distract ourselves. So this need for fun isn't about having friends that, you know, you can go get drunk with at the bar at a party or, you know, do things, play video games all night or watch movies all night. Um, you know, that's distracting yourselves. Like, true fun is when you can be completely yourself and you don't even know. You know, you don't even realize that you just had this opportunity where you weren't thinking about anything else but what the moment that you were living in. Um, he uses this example of a child flying a kite and how it's such a beautiful picture of what fun looks like. And, you know, that child, hopefully, most likely, in this image that you hopefully have in your head of a child flying a kite, they're not wondering how their hair looks or when they're running or wondering if people are watching or wondering if the child looks good while they're running or thinking that, worried about other people thinking they're stupid. Like, that's not the definition of true fun. The true fun is flying that kite with none of those thoughts whatsoever even trying to come to mind. And, you know, I, like, as I'm talking about this, I have, like, a few memories coming to my head where I felt like I was just truly, truly, truly having fun and I didn't even know it. And one of them was um, spending a day in Glacier National Park with Logan, my sister-in-law. And, um, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, though, I feel like it's so much in our culture and, you know, we all want to have fun and we want to make sure the world knows that we're having fun. And yes, I'm talking about having our cell phones with us all the time. And don't get me wrong, like, we took a ton of pictures that day and pictures that I will forever cherish, but also, like, the cell service was so bad. Like, we weren't worried about sharing it with everybody. And, you know, I'm just thinking about when we're in these moments of fun, I think we have to, we get pulled out of it when we're worried about what are other people going to think of our fun? Like, oh, is this picture, you know, Instagram worthy? Like, that takes us out of this true moment of fun. And when you, I mean, like slight bunny trail, but like we are so addicted to being constantly connected with everybody that, that we're kind of like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we can't even have this fun because whether, okay, so maybe after listening to that, you're like, yeah, I'll leave my car the next time I go to do something. But then you're going to be worried about your phone. Like you're worried to like, who's calling me or is anybody trying to get a hold of me? Like, I feel like we're trapped and you know, I don't know, like thinking about the future of my family, how am I going to make sure that my family is having these moments of pure, genuine, nothing but fun moments where they, we all lose ourselves in the moment. Um, you know, as as I'm saying this again, this is mostly for me. That's going to become like one of my family values is just the true depths of fun. Whew, I guess that one was more for me, (laughs) but Okay, so I'm doing decent on time. Definitely the longest podcast I've done so far. But let's reiterate. So one more time, I'm going to share with you all of these needs. Um, Again, from this book, The Needs of the Heart by Dr. Chip Dodd. So there's 14 of them that we went over. The first one is the need to belong, the most important need. Then the need to matter. Every other need is based on those two alone. Those are your foundations. And then you have the need for security, the need for grief, the need for touch, the need for attention, the need for sexuality, the need for guidance, the need for accomplishment, the need for support, the need for listening, and the need for trust, the need for freedom, and the need for fun. If you made it all the way through this podcast in one shot, thank you so much. If it took you a couple uh, moments of listening to this to get to the bottom, I'm just so thankful that you did. I, I pray that you will reach out. Let me know what you think. Um, what stood out to you? Like, do you feel like 
this was a beneficial thing for you to learn about, I guess, all of these needs of your heart. And I promise you, you might think they're cheesy, dumb, stupid, silly, whatever. But if you could embrace these, if you could teach these to your friends, to your family, to your children, to your students, I think you'd be surprised at the different, I don't know, I think I'm going to go as far as to say the different quality of life. I truly believe that understanding your needs and getting them met by others and understanding, you know, where they're not getting met is the foundations of wellness. Like, these needs have to be met in order us for to live truly well-connected lives. And I love eating healthy. I love exercising. And I'm going to go ahead and say that these are way more important than that. So, I'm going to leave you with that to think about. And again, I would love to hear from you. Please reach out. And I hope this blessed you in some way. And yeah, have a great day.